Getze says the Bears do not plan to limit Justin Fields' elite running ability, but plan to better utilize it. We're going to talk about that. Plus, we're going to go into Braxton Jones taking over a mentorship role when it comes to rookie Darnell Wright and uh, Bears goggles on five current Bears players that probably won't be on the roster next season. We're going to go over that list as well. We'll get to all that and more right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bears Central, your number one place for all Chicago Bears news and content. What's going on, Bears fans? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bears Central, your number one spot for everything Chicago Bears related. I'm the host here, Hayes. If you want to follow me, you can do so right off the top at CEO Hayes on every social media platform. You can also follow the uh, channel at Shy Bears Central on every social media platform that we're on. But let's get into it. Right, We had recent comments about Luke Getty and about Justin Fields' running ability. A lot of the conversation coming into the season is, of course, Justin Fields wanting, needing to be evaluated better as a passer, right? And, and maybe him, you know, hopefully not running for his life as much, but he still has those instincts of being an amazing running. And Luke Getty had this to say. Most of that is, na- is a natural thing once you're in the moment, but decision-making we're working on every single game. Every single day, I should say. Timing and rhythm, we're working on every single day. And lastly, the situation that you're in. Putting that all together, you're just increasing the football IQ so you know better when to take those opportunities and when not to. Because there are plenty of times on film that he shouldn't do it. And even though it worked out for us in the long run, there's a better decision. There's a better way. And so hearing that from then, he also says this. uh, There's times I can coach and say, you should do this. But then his instincts tell him to do something, and we have to trust that too. I by no means will make the guy robotic. I don't believe in doing that with any player, but there's a way to refine it all and improve our decision-making and trusting our timing and rhythm, and we'll take it all from there. And that's kind of one of the things I've been talking about when it comes to Justin Fields is the muscle memory. That's how I've been, you know, using it as muscle memory um, is that he needs to be able to trust that he has time. Of course, with what he's gone through his first couple of seasons here in Chicago, his natural instinct to run and his natural ability to be an amazing running runner on top of that, of course, that comes through, right? That's what he goes to when he has not had the defensive line or the weapons to get open in the combination of those two things. And we just haven't passed the ball a whole hell of a lot, especially last season, his first full season as a starter. So, you know, I like hearing Luke Getze talk about those things. I love also hearing that, you know, Luke Getze says that, yeah, sometimes it worked for us, but probably there was a better decision increasing Justin Fields' football IQ is key, right? And not to say that he's a smart play, a dumb player, he's not. But again, kind of, of just the nature of what this roster has been, the nature of what we've gone through as a team, it's put him in this position to where he has to trust their natural ability and maybe not rely on going through his progressions, having the time to allow his players to get open downfield, things like that. So, you know, I love hearing this from Luke Getz. I love hearing that, you know, especially not making the guy robotic, which is something that, uh, Bobby pointed out on yesterday's live stream, which go out and check out Sunday's live stream if you haven't. Um, but it's it's you don't want to make a, a player like Justin Fields robotic. You want those instincts. You want to still trust them, but you want to put him in a situation where when he does use his instincts, it's fewer and far between, right? Grow those instincts as a passer. His ability, what he's shown, and his ability to break down defenses on the run is going to be huge and it's going to be amazing. Now imagine adding that into a competent passing offense and a quarterback who has the, the, the a higher passing IQ as far as just understanding how to read defenses has more time to allow his guys to get open makes quicker decisions with the ball as well because you know I always like to be fair and that worst sometimes where Justin Fields did hold on to the ball too long a couple of times too right more than a couple but you know so 
building building Justin Fields up as a player and that football IQ, that running an offense IQ, as that starts to develop in him as well, you already know the natural ability he has running, right? We already know that we've seen it. He made the, the Bears dynamic almost alone with that running ability at times where we needed it the most. But if you add in a smart passer on top of that, a smart decision-making on top of that, you have yourself that MVP candidate that so many Bears fans have been asking can Justin Fields become one day. And I think that's what this season hopefully is. It's setting the groundwork. He's still going to have room to grow after this as well, right? You look at really a player, their first four to five seasons is, is you, you want to see refinement of things, but also growth in areas and becoming smarter uh, as well, right? But it, when you look at Justin Fields and his development path, if he, if he this season you can evaluate him better as a passer. You have the, the, a better scenario and a better situation in which he, he finds that comfort in being a passer as well. That, that muscle memory to just take off and run becomes less and less, and he can be more strategic in when he uses his legs to break down a, break down a defense. When you, if you get that player paired in with somebody who is a smarter passer, that, that, that's what's going to make the Bears a dynamic offense potentially, right? When you look at the running game, the weapons, all that. So this is a season that we want to be able to evaluate Justin Fields as a game manager right and I don't mean that in a negative connotation but I just means how he dictates the pace of the offense right how he dictates what putting the defense on their heels they're always going to have to play him for the chance of him taking off and running you add in an ability to pass at a high level on top of that whoo that's where things start getting dangerous for the Chicago Bears and I start getting excited about the future of this team and the growth that we can have offensively now next up Braxton Jones has apparently been mentoring down our right, taking on more of a leadership position. And when you look at what Braxton Jones last year had to learn himself as a rookie tackle to help Darnell Wright, you know, along that path, you want players who've been through the been through the same thing. And I know some people may say, well, why is your second year player taking on a mentorship role? He's not the only mentor, but you still want a player like that to be able to do it. And he said this. There's a little bit of a different role I've taken on. Obviously, Darnell Wright was taken in the first round, trying to help him out a little bit in this offseason during OTAs. I still got a crap ton of work to do myself. And he also discussed the importance of the game slowing down for, for Darnell Wright as a rookie, right? And the strength and what to expect from the strength of edge rushers in the NFL. Listen, Darnell Wright's development is a, a key point over the course of the season for the Bears to watch. I don't think he's not going to start off great, right? I don't know if he starts off as as rocky as what Braxton Jones did, right? Because Braxton Jones had some times where he got blown up, right? But that's what you expect. The tackle position in the NFL is one of the hardest positions for a rookie to learn. And so the technique and hand technique and everything that's involved in there and adapting to the, the constant speed and strength you're going to be facing at the NFL level, it's going to take some time. And there are going to absolutely, as I said yesterday, be some games where Bears fans are going to be like, that's the guy we drafted first round. That's the guy you guys wanted to bet on. There's absolutely going to be naysayers to do that. But as the game starts to slow down to Darnell Wright, right, and you expect that to happen around midseason, things like that, and what we have going forward and having a fairly young offensive line on top of that, when you look at, uh, when you look at uh, just all the players that we have on that, on that uh, offensive line, listen, it's, it's a lot to, to, to look forward to, I think. Like Jenkins. Uh, Jones, right? When you look at those players, when you look at Darnell Wright, um, you know, even some of the, the younger players like a Kramer and things that we have on this roster that could develop into maybe rotational roles at first. I don't know if we see those as starters, but those are those are all positions and, and we have a fairly young offensive line. And Darnell Wright is going to be a, a linchpin in that. And so 
as he comes along over the course of the season, yes, there are going to be naysayers. There are going to be people who say, you know, take the, the patient path. But if, if Braxton Jones taking on more of a mentor and leadership role to help Darnell Wright and taking him under his wing a little bit helps that trajectory at all and shortens that length, that's going to be that's going to benefit the Bears. And so hopefully that's what we're seeing. Now, lastly, before we go, this was not a list that I made. Let me be clear here. I did not. Hayes did not write this list. This actually comes from Rob Schwartz Jr., who wrote five current Bears starters who are who are unlikely to be in a Bears uniform in 2024. I want to go over this list. I want to see how you guys feel about it. First up, he had Darnell Mooney, and he talked about the fact that Darnell Mooney is in the last year of his rookie contract and the fact that him and Chase Claypool are both potentially up for contract, ex- or, or contract extensions, which is something that we've all talked about. You know, bringing Tyler Scott in and, you know, what, what pressure that may bring and Tyler Scott's ability to play in the slot, all those type of things. But I look at this and I say, listen, Darnell Mooney, and we've seen the way that Ryan Poles handles contract negotiations. I'm not by any stretch of the imagination ready to say that Darnell Mooney is a lot to return or a lot to not come back. I think it comes down to production. If he produces in a way that brings that value, one of the things I always bring up with, with, with Ryan Poles is the value of the contract. I think Darnell Mooney will be back if, the, if he performs in the level that we know that he can, especially when he's not needed to be the number one. And I think Darnell Mooney is primed for a big season. I do think there is absolutely a chance that he may not come back and he may not be retained, but I, I, I don't, I'm not saying that that's the most likely scenario. Next up, they brought, uh, he brought up Jalen Johnson. And so we all have talked about ad nauseum at this point about Jalen Johnson and the fact that, yeah, he missed, he missed 11 games over the last three years, right? And so when you look at him, uh, it, uh, there's enough for Jalen Johnson that you, that you can have either conversation. I know a lot of Bears fans look at the lack of interception. He only has one interception in his career, right? And, and they try to get, bring his value just to that, but there is so much. He's never, he's never allowed over 60% completion percentage when he's targeted. He's never allowed that. So to, so to come to that and, and try to just use just the number of interceptions has always been a weird thing for me and Jalen Johnson, but I will say he needs to grow in man-to-man coverage. He's pretty solid in zone. I want to see him grow in that man-to-man, but I'm not necess- I, I can understand it, and I do think out of anybody on this list, I do think that Jalen Johnson may have the highest probability to not come back, but again, this is the list. Next up, Cody White here. I understand with Cody White here. I'm not even going to get into explaining it. Cody White here, I hope he has a solid season as being the starting center. Pro bowler, last time he was starting center, I understand all that. I hope he has a great season. But I will not be mad at all if Cody White here's last season in the Chicago Bears uniform is this season. And hopefully we attack the center position at a, at a high level in next year's draft or hopefully next year in free agency. Where if, if we do bring back Cody White here, we're talking about as a depth piece uh, rather than as your starting center. Next up, Travis Gibson. And we've talked about this as well. Travis Gibson, who, you know, I think some, he, was, he was double teamed, what, at the fifth highest rate last season of all uh, all edges. But I do think that Travis Gibson needs to show. The defensive line has improved. And as we look to continue to improve that defensive line and he's up for a contract extension, he definitely has a potential to not return. But I do think that Travis Gibson is going to perform this season. At least I hope he does with the improvements on that defensive line overall. And I think he's going to show Bears fans and the coaching staff something. It just depends on, again, that value. And I don't get the inkling from Travis Gibson that he's a player that's going to necessarily be looking to, um, to like, break the bank or get any type of record-setting money. He hasn't performed up to that. But I don't think – I think he's a guy that if I get the right feel for, for him, that he's a guy who – 
he's going to, if you give him a respectable offer, he's going to stay in a Bears uniform. But it comes down to that value, and that value is going to be proven by what he gives on the field for the Chicago Bears this upcoming season. And then lastly, Eddie Jackson. Now, this is a guy that we have not talked a lot about here, either me, C-Dub, or Bobby, about the, the chances of him coming back. When you look at it, he's 30, going to be turning 31 in 2024. Um, the, when you look at the cap hit form as well, his cap hit next year is $18.1 million. And so if you move on from him, he only carries a dead cap of $5.5 million. So just looking at the numbers of it, I understand why he's on this list. But to me, Eddie Jackson was on pace last season for a great year before injury got to him. And I think if Eddie Jackson can stay healthy, I have no doubts that he's going to perform well enough where it's indicative of him getting a uh, a, a new contract with the Bears and, and staying in a Bears uniform. But it really comes down, again, value. I look at Eddie Jackson at that age, turning 31, um, not not the level where you expect him to develop much more, but still at a level where you still expect him to be able to con- to perform at a consistent level for, for a little bit, right? And it comes down to, do they get somebody they feel is an immediate Eddie Jackson replacement in the draft in the upcoming years? Or do they get, draft somebody who could eventually take over that spot? Or is there a free agent target that they could look at to come in and bring it in that spot? But overall, Eddie Jackson, I think the biggest thing for him is going to be health. And I think as long as he stays healthy, he's on path to staying in a Bears uniform. Considering all the other youth that we have as well in that secondary unit, you want Eddie Jackson and a veteran presence down there to, to, to be there to help kind of lead and guide that team. So, you know, this list overall from the, Robert, uh, the, the writer, uh, what was his name again? Rob Schwartz, I don't hate, right? I don't, I, I understand a lot of the people that he picked for this, um, uh, that he picked for this list, but I ultimately, I think that it really comes down to the players, right? How do they perform? And does that performance and then the contract negotiations get the value that Ryan Poles could be looking for? Let me know what you guys think on that one down below. Do you agree? Do you disagree? Do you think there are any other players that should be added to this list as well? as players that we look at that may be unlikely to return in the Chicago Bears uniform in 2024. Let me know all that down below. Otherwise, you can follow the show at Shy Bear Central. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, chicagobearcentral.gmail.com. And then lastly, if you want to leave a text message and our voicemail, the number to do so, 773-270-2799. We are the number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related, Chicago Bears related because of you guys. And uh, like I liked in every episode on Shy Town Up, Bear down. Love you guys. Peace, y'all. This has been a presentation of the Break Break Media. Break Media. Media.